Welcome to Jiri Snacks, snackable episodes about the Jiri exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable Jiri course that includes everything you need to ace your Jiri exam. A full textbook, videos on key topics, tons of Jiri questions backed by our memory enhancing algorithm, with the built-in study planner and essay grader, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free by visiting achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we've got Jason Weingarten from Ivy Coach on the line with us. And Jason, I'd love if you could introduce yourself for our listeners. Sure, it's great to be back. Uh, Jason Weingarten, I'm a senior admissions consultant with Ivy Coach. Uh, we're an independent admissions consulting firm. Uh, primarily, we started in the mid 90s, uh, helping students get into undergraduate school in most highly selective colleges. Um, we did such a great job at that, that eventually when these students uh, were looking to go to graduate school, they rang us up again. So we've had a certain generation of success of helping students get to both undergraduate and graduate school. Yeah, fantastic. And so, as a uh, admissions consultant yourself, right? Um, I feel like you're a good person for today's topic, which is actually one that surprisingly um, we have not covered yet. But I think that it's a really important one, which is how to shop for admissions consultants, right? I feel like in the graduate school admissions um, universe, admissions consultants are actually even more important and necessary than they were for undergrad. Uh, because it's just it's such a specialized process, um, but I also think that it's you know they're a lot more expensive. There's a lot more kind of riding on it. So, how do you kind of like where do you want to start here with this uh, with this list? Yeah, so I think that's right. Uh, you know, when it comes to applying to college, uh, you know, people when they were in high school, they had the guidance counselor. You had the person at your school you know, who was there to help navigate the college application process. Um, you know, that does not really exist for graduate schools. Um, you know, some mm-hmm. colleges may have someone in a career office that is helping, um, you know, to navigate the, the graduate school program, but, but it's far rarer for students who are applying to graduate programs to have someone at their disposal to be able to use and ask questions and, and ask for advice and and all that. And so when it comes to independent admissions consultants for graduate schools, um, I do think that they are just as important for, you know, applying to graduate schools, especially the top schools, uh, as they would be for applying to undergraduate. It's just that in undergraduate, you have them at at the ready, uh, but you have to kind of go out and seek these people for graduate schools. And so you know, when, when we're talking about, you know, who is a independent consultant, um, you know, what we mean by that is someone that you are paying to give you advice and to assist you in any aspect of applying to a college or university, a graduate program, a pre-professional school, anyone who you're hiring for that help. Um, you know, some of them are going to have, you know, different focuses. Um, you know, whether it be that they're only doing a certain type of school or only doing a certain tier of school. Some of them might only focus on a certain geography or or they might just only focus on one specific school or program. 
but by and large, we're mm-hmm. talking about someone that you would hire to help navigate the process. Uh, and I should say that even though I do work for a you know company that does this, and, and that's my job, um, you know, and, and I think that of course we're the best, and I'm the best at this. I'm not going to get into the weeds of of talking about us or, or talking about these other specific company um, as we go through. But hopefully, this is going to be something that as you are you know listening and you're thinking about who you want to hire, who you might want to bring into the fold and add to your team. Um, hopefully, this is going to be applicable regardless of you know what school, what program, what type um, that you're thinking about. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that for sure. Um, <laughs> our listeners are, uh, are are not here for advertisements, right? And I think that you've got a lot of practical tips um, for just anybody looking for these programs. And also, frankly, it's 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 a process that is a little bit I mean, as somebody who looked at graduate school myself for a little while at one point, like it, it's a process that it's it's kind of hard to tell what's what, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, I'd love if you could kind of go through what are the different services offered and kind of what are the what are the places that you can get help from yeah. uh, different from from a from one counselor or from different counselors even. Sure. So you know, I've got the list of kind of seven things to consider. Um, you know, that's the first one. You know, what are you actually buying? What are you actually paying for? You know, what are the services that are being offered? Um, and I think it's key to imagine, you know, what it is that you actually need and make sure that you are paying for that. Um, you know, are you, you know, receiving help and you need someone to help you with where to apply and, and making that list? Is it, you know, kind of the overall, you know, counseling and advice and, and assistance along the way? Do you need someone who's only going to be there to help edit the essays? Do you need someone who's going to review the complete application? Uh, do you want to include the test prep as part of this overall college? Um, you know, anything like that, everywhere in between. I think it's important to understand what it is that you want and need help on. And what it is that someone is actually providing, what someone is capable of. You know, the best tutors for the GRE, you know, they might not be the best people to turn to for helping to make that college list. The best people to to talk to for uh, editing an essay, they might not be the, the best people to help you figure out where to apply. And so being able to really understand kind of the core competencies and what you need and what's being offered, I think that's going to be key to making that match work. So the second... Um, yeah, and I also think in general, like, sorry, I, <laughs> just before no. you move on, um, I've found that almost always you're better served by kind of separating your test preparation from your college counseling or admissions counseling and kind of just having two separate groups for that. Though y- there are some groups that do both, and I'm sure some of them are are, are great. Uh, but for the most part, I feel like those two end up usually being kind of pretty distinct skill sets that yeah. um, and different like expertise areas. That's right. I mean, I I do not help someone with test prep. That is that is not my expertise. My expertise is helping students get into great schools and and you know putting together winning applications. I, I know who the good test prep people are, but, you know, sadly, we are not the same person. And I think that's most common, that the test prep is pretty much divorced from the actual application assistant. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so great. Then, yeah. Then what's next on the what's next on your list? <laughs> so the next thing is to you know actually do the research and to make a list. You know to figure out you know who are those independent consultants that you might want to work with. Um, I think the the best place to find these people is online um, through referrals at different fairs. You know if you are going to the kind of you know fair in your town, the road show um, at the hotel ballroom. Usually, there's going to be uh, some of these people from some of the larger companies are going to also have a booth there, as the universities will have a booth themselves. I think that that's a great way to find these people to kind of add them to the list. Um, but then also, I think referrals can be a great way. Uh, it's a little tricky, even though people are are very forthcoming about that they received help with the test prep for whatever reason people mm-hmm. are just not as kind of forthcoming that they received assistance with actually putting together the application um, i have no idea why i wish i knew <laughs> but but for whatever reason people are much more willing to talk about oh yeah i worked with tony for my test prep but they're not willing to say oh i worked with jerry for my actual application essays um, but i think if, if you're close with someone and you, um, you, you know that they're at a program that you're thinking about, I think asking them, hey, did, did you ask and use anyone? Did, 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 were you considering people? Um, usually asking for referral is the way to go about as opposed to just kind of waiting for someone to tell you, oh, oh you're, you're thinking about doing test prep? Oh, you got to gotta talk to Tony. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I also think that... Um... In general, your admissions counselor is going to be helping you craft your story, right? They're going to be ha- helping you with your essay. They're going to be helping you with sort of your direction. I-, I personally feel like it's important to try and find somebody that matches your vibe, for lack of mm-hmm. a better word. I know that vibe is a very nebulous <laughs> idea. Um, but it's, it's really just like um, you should probably you know, be willing to do a bit of homework because these, this decision is one expensive, but two, it's going to, you know, impact your essay and your other parts of your application, which might impact where you go. Mm-hmm. Right. So very, I think it's uh make sure you do a lot of shopping and maybe even, I mean, I don't know how common it is, um, because like I said, when I was applying to graduate school, I didn't get this far. Right? Uh, but I, how how common is it to have like sort of like free consultations or like for lack of a better word sort of like just like phone calls just to kind of get a sense for the people that you might be working with i think it really is expected um you know yeah there, you should okay. be able to if, if you let's say so you made the list and now you've got a half dozen different companies that you think and look good and you've got a recommendation about they have a nice website, and now you've got these half dozen. Um, you know, you should be able to have some sort of preliminary, free initial consultation with these companies to learn about their approach. Um, you know, this is not you getting, you know, free advice at this point. This is not getting, you know, their take on, you know, what chance you are for being admitted to your dream school. This is an opportunity to discuss with them what your needs are, what you're looking for, and to see if you vibe with them, if you make that connection 
with them. Um, you know, you want to know what it is that they do and how they do that. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that you have a sense of that. Right. And, and you also, I think it's a good opportunity to kind of double check their credentials, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's also like, I, I, I would hope that people aren't lying in this business, but I think it's always good to kind of do your homework on that stuff, right? Definitely. Um, you know, you want to make sure that the people that you're working with have the relevant experience and the relevant knowledge. You know, if, if someone is, has no professional admissions experience, I would personally not want to work with them. I don't think that right. they've had the opportunity to actually be there in the decision chair and to work through the application as you, you would need to. Um, you know, that is for me, one thing that I would want to check, you know, you should be able to look them up on, on their website or their LinkedIn. You should be able to just, you know, do a simple search and make sure that they do have good, relevant experience. I, I think that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they got lucky. You know, they applied to school and they were admitted to Y program and they graduated and now they're like doing this on the side. Uh, they don't necessarily yeah. have the experience. They they just got lucky, and now they think that they've got the magic sauce that they can be able to you know talk to you about. But they don't know why they got lucky. They they just got lucky. Well, right, and it's like you know, it's confirmation bias, and it's a sample size of one. Mm-hmm. And it's also if you're thinking about it, like you know, the shopping analogy, like if you wanted. I don't know. This is maybe this analogy is going to be a little weird, but basically, like if you wanted to know how to how to shop at Target the most effectively, you you don't want somebody that like went to Target once and like had, was successful. You want somebody who worked there because mm-hmm. being on the other side of the table and getting kind of that inside baseball perspective on how decisions are really made, mm-hmm. like what the process really looks like, is that's what's rare. Mm-hmm. Lots of people went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not all of them should be admissions counselors. That's right. Um, yeah, so you definitely want to make sure that someone has made the decision that they have professional admissions experience. Um, you know, that's way more important than they attended that school. That's way more important than they, you know, have some sort of certificate. Um, you know, you you can do whatever professional development to get a certificate online. That, that to me, is not as important as someone who is a former admissions officer who now is, is working on the other side of the desk. Right. Exactly. Well, great. Yeah, so then beyond that, um, what are some other research pieces that you should do, you know, outside of talking to them and kind of getting a sense for where they're from? So I think you should be able to read some reviews and testimonials. Um, I, I do want to caution that a lot of times on websites, these are just going to say things, you know, they're going to be blind quotes and they're going to be attributed to, you know, Timmy, who went to X university. Um, you know, this right. is from Clara, who is, you know, a member of the class of 20 whatever at, you know, such and such graduate program. Uh, you're not going to be able to actually source who these people are. And they're not going to be, you know, very strong testimonials or, or reviews. And they're going to be highly, 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 highly biased in favor of these are like the best quotes that these companies were able to to pull about themselves. Um, so instead of, you know, relying on the quote that's on the cover of the website, 
I think it's it's also good to look for, you know, if there are any sort of testimonials or, or case studies that are uh, from past clients that seem similar to you. You know, if, if every quote is from a student who went to, um, you know, a less selective school and you're looking to go to a very selective school, that might not be mm-hmm. the right admissions helper consultant uh, for you. And similarly, if everyone who's being quoted or all the case studies are, you know, are, are, are individuals who are, you know, kind of former engineers who transition and now are going to business school, or they're all like people that did Teach for America that are now all at law school. Um, and you don't really see anyone whose profile is remotely close to your profile. Chances are that's also a clue that, you know, maybe they don't have the kind of experience of working with people that are like you. And so trying to get an understanding of, you know, kind of what realm uh, this company plays and this individual plays in kind of what their experience is. Um, I think that's the best that you can get from reading reviews and, and looking at the testimonials and case studies that are on people's websites. I think in general, um, no, everyone is guilty of this, right? It doesn't make you, it doesn't, isn't, you're not a bad person, but you're definitely going to put the best reviews that make you look the best on your own website. Oh, of course. Right? Because that's what everybody does. So, like, if you have a review on there that's like, ah, this was a four out of five, like, then the people who visit your website are going to be like, holy crap, they only have, <laughs> like, one five out of five, and then they have a four out of five? That's all they got? That's not good. I mean, when was the last so, time you saw the, the Broadway poster and had, like, a middling review? And it didn't right. say, you know, the crowd goes wild, you know, five stars, right? Of, of course, everyone is going gonna, is gonna to be doing this. That's just why it's not helpful you know it doesn't make yes. these companies bad it just doesn't serve you as the student to say well you know the restaurant says that they have the best you know chicken parmesan so it must be good well no right <laughs> you might like you might that like that it. small hometown restaurant that's like world's best hamburger it's like yes. who, who's the arbiter of this decision exactly uh and i should also say that you're you're not going to be able to get in touch with former clients generally speaking uh, you know, just because, you know, there is a level of confidentiality that is part of, of all of this. And so sometimes I'll get asked like, oh, you know, hey, have you ever worked with someone like me? Uh, can I, you know, can I get their name and number? Um, you know, the answer is going to be no. <laughs> I, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to, you know, say who I'm working with. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, yeah, so that all sounds good on the research front. So then how do you... Like, let's talk about that first phone call that you have, right? The the consultation. Um, how do you make sure you get the information you need out of it? Because I feel like it'd be pretty easy if you're going in kind of unprepared to just kind of like have a glad hands, like, oh, you know, oh, these guys seem nice kind of phone call mm-hmm. and not really get the hard questions answered. So I, I think you definitely do want to listen to the pit, you know, listen to how they're talking about themselves. Um, right, what they focus is, on. Exactly. I mean, is it interesting to you? If, if someone's not able to be interesting when they're talking about themselves, they are not going to be able to be interesting when they're talking about you. And so if you're just getting the bad vibe from a company, then that probably tells you something. If it's not capturing your attention, that's probably telling you something. Uh, beyond mm-hmm. you know, kind of doing the active listening, I think that there is the opportunity to ask questions and, and you definitely do want to be prepared during that uh, you know, initial free consultation with a few questions. Uh, 
you know, I, I think the questions that I always wish that I'm asked on these calls uh, first is, you know, are you the person who I'm going to be working with? Uh, you know, there are lots of companies that are large enough that they have a professional salesperson who is taking these calls, who has no admissions experience, no graduate school experience. Maybe they didn't go to college, uh, but they are a salesperson. They are like an expert salesperson. Um, you want right. to know that you, the person who you're talking to is an actual admissions person and is either the person that you're working with or that person's boss, but they're like actually a, a real person. Um, I think another good question that you, you know, should be able to ask point blank is, you know, I'm interested in such and such programs. You know, have you worked with students that have applied to those schools in the past few years? You, you want to make sure that the experience that you're getting is timely and relevant. You don't necessarily want someone who, you know, worked at a certain school 20 years ago and is still giving advice that was relevant a generation ago. Uh, I think, you know, similarly to say, I'm interested in applying to, you know, this set of schools. You also want to, you know, talk a little bit about yourself. You know, here's a little bit about my background. Um, here's where I went to school. Maybe you have testing that you can share. Um, you know, give a sense of who you are and say, you know, this is my background. You know, have you worked with similar students to me in the past few years? You know, if you are someone who's coming from the world of consumer packaged goods and you are asking, you know, have you worked with someone from, from this field? And the answer is we've never done that before. Um, that might not mm -hmm. be as good of an experience as someone who says, oh, yeah, we have like one or two of you a year. Um, that might be a little bit better of an experience, again, so that you're just getting someone who is a better fit for you, your background, and your goals. Got it. Yeah, and I think just in general, like you, I, I would think, it would like to hear from you maybe some example questions of things that you want to make sure that you're asking. So I, I think those three are the big, big ones. Um, I think asking you know, how are we going to work together is important. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you want to know, for example, if it's essay editing, um, you know, are you going to be giving an outline? Are we brainstorming that out? Um, how detailed is this out going to be? You know, any, any answer is fine to the question. You know, maybe, you know, this is just a, a strict editor and you submit the, you know, the draft and they edit it, to make it, you know, readable, and grammatically correct. Um, you know, that's mm -hmm. some, that, that is a perfectly good service that someone out there might need, um, just as much as someone who, you know, we're going to work together and collaborate on the outline and we're going to have multiple drafts of the outline. And eventually, we're going to continue to work on multiple drafts of, of the essay and we're going to work through and eventually revise it, you know, time and time again. You know, that's, that's a, on the other side of the spectrum also. You know, there's someone out there listening that that probably is the service that they need. But you want to know what you're getting. So asking, you know, how are we actually going to work? What's the logistics? Are, am I going to, are we going to have weekly calls or not? Do I have a, a unlimited time or are you like a lawyer that's going to be charging me every six minutes? Um, you know, those right. are the types of questions that you want to understand uh, maybe more from the logistics side of things. As well as you know, actually discussing the fees and the contract. You know, how much are you going to charge? What is the fee structure? Am I paying hourly? Am I paying per school? Is it kind of like a combination of both? 
Is there like general advising hours that are separate from the actual application essay editing assistance hours? You know, when are payments right. due? Is there a refund policy if it turns out, you know, a week or two in that, you know, oh my gosh, we're just not a good fit? Um, you know, these are all questions that I think are, you know, good questions to ask so that you understand exactly how things will be able to work. Right. Well, and also, frankly, um, I mean, first off, you never want to be in a situation where maybe you budgeted a certain amount of money and then the person you hire kind of blows way past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then second is it also tells you a bit about kind of how they do business, right? To like understand what their policies are. Um, I would imagine most good counselors are, you know, not going to be trying to hang on to your full amount of money if you hate them after two weeks. Right. But some of them might. And if they do, like, that's probably worth knowing ahead of time <laughs> before you sign up with them. Um, those are all really good tips. Yep. Um, and I think also one of the other type of things they might want to ask about is to see if beyond the free consultation, um, you know, it might not be the kind of full refund, but you might want to see is there kind of like an hour strategy session, um, you know, something a little bit more in the weeds than the kind of introductory initial call to kind of just talk logistics and learn about the company. But is there like a kind of one hour strategy session? consultation of sorts uh, that you know is a paid service but you know I'd, I'd rather pay for an hour and see is that going to be a good fit than to you know pay for a hundred hours and find out that this was a, a very bad purchase so you might want to see if you're able to go on a test drive before you buy the vehicle um, and you know chances are the test drive is going to be paid but uh, you know you, you probably want to see if it's going to be a good fit yeah Exactly. And then any other kind of like final tips as we're wrapping up here? I think, you know, trusting your gut, you know, you're calling it the vibes. I think that, you know, again, it's kind of nebulous, <laughs> you know, who knows what we're saying, but you know, you got to trust your gut. If, 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 you know, someone told you that you need to work with, you know, X company and you call up X company and it's just giving you the heebie-jeebies and it doesn't sound so good. You know what? That's fine. You know, it don't don't work with them. You know, it worked for your friend. Maybe it's not going to work with you. There's lots of companies out there. You know, just like your friend, you know, their favorite restaurant might be one that you think is is really awful. Um, you know, everyone has different preferences. Everyone works best differently. And so I wouldn't just you know kind of blindly go and say that well th- this company my friend worked with that company and and it, it must be good for me. Um, you know, you still want to you know test it out and try it out and talk and and at the end of the day trust your gut you want to be able to choose someone that you feel comfortable with working um and someone Mm -hmm. who's going to be able to help you achieve your goals that's going to be able to address the unique challenges that you have um you know that kind of personal rapport that trust are you know really critical in this kind of relationship um and you know I, i would kind of put it as like personal training um, you know, maybe you're going to have a personal trainer who is not, who, who does not look like an underwear model. You know what? That's, right. that's fine. But if, if they're able to inspire you to go to the gym and, and, you know, to increase your weight and, and boost your cardio and, and, you know, look forward to all of that. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if they are like the, you know, the fittest person of, of all time. 
if they're able to keep you motivated and you believe in them, you're going to follow along their path and, and you know that it's going to lead to a great outcome, then great. So definitely, you know, when you're, whenever you're hiring someone, um, and, and this might be just good for beyond admission, but if you're looking to hire that personal trainer, you're looking to hire that accountant to help you come tax time, you're, you're looking to hire, you know, seek legal counsel for some sort of incident that, that occurred, uh, you want to make sure that you can, you know, put your faith and your trust in that individual who you're hiring, that you're not just blindly going based on, um, you know, well, you know, they say they're great. You, you actually want to know that you feel that they're going to be the good person for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been Jerry Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Jason Wingarten from Ivy Coach. And Achievable has a great online Jiri course that you can try for free by visiting achievable.me. And if you like it, be sure to use the code podcast at checkout.